Hello, welcome to Positively Perfect, where we encourage all people through a self-investigation, awareness, and acceptance to achieve their individual and most critical positive desires. With your host, Akindale and Digibankole. Let's get into the show. So this episode, we're going to do a bit of a catch-up, a papa son catch-up, if you will. Uh, and we're going to, yeah, we're just going to chat and uh, see how your week has been, see how what my week has been. And then I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you have like a, a special secret topic you want to talk about a little bit. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll get to that, uh, I guess, after we do our little catch up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think uh, it's interesting. I think for me, this week has been, um, you know, I mean, like life itself, you know, it just kind of reveals to you, you know, you, you have, you have, constantly revealing to you about yourself. You know, things that happen around you is a little bit about, um, uh, is a reflection of who we are. You know, things that whatever happens, you know, um, including the successes or failures mm. or happinesses or, or um, sadnesses, you know, uh, they're reflections of who we are or, or what's happening in our lives. And sometimes, um, we have to make conscious choices to shift so that we can we can have a different outcome, you know, in what we, whatever we're going through. So, uh, for me, this week has been quite interesting. It's been um, eye opener in many ways, you know, because I spoke with some family members uh, who um, uh, who together have been there's a, a close family that have been dealing with uh, difficult situations with with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, for quite some time and mm -hmm. so I was trying to uh, to you know help mitigate some of uh, some of the difficulties yeah. between them so they yeah. can find a way to come together and maybe have a conversation but um, it's kind of interesting to find out um, how um, people are locked often in their own positions and I'm you know and I think and I think I'm in this situation myself mm -hmm. in some things you know what I mean? Like I can be locked in a position, you know, be, be politics or religion or, or spirituality or culture or whatever it is, you know, that we get locked up, in our, in, you know, on our sides. And I, I also see that sometimes by being so locked up, we also create, um, you know, we talked about uh, some time ago about having noise around the around the issues that we're trying to actually discuss mm -hmm. that there's a particular thing that that's important that we're trying to talk about but we have noise around it you know the noise could be um extraneous you know or tangential mm -hmm. situations that happen that have nothing to do directly with what we're talking about now or even people's emotional you know feeling you know in the moment that clouds their own judgment yeah. about what they really need to be talking about. And some of that feeling uh, cannot, can actually be justified, you know, if they've been feeling hurt for quite some time, you know, mm -hmm. they may just um, not be willing to let go or they're still processing their own pain or their own disappointment, you know, around all of this. So that also uh, can, can take, um, can, can be a problem, you know, yeah. in being able to deal with what we are really talking about. But I noticed in my conversation with both these people that they were both locked, 
you know, into their own way of thinking. Um, and, and I had to really um, kind of be objective and be an objective observer, you know, mm. because, because I, I care for both of these people. Yeah. But I had to stand back to say, you know, um, to, to allow them to be able to at least uh, be mindful and, and take in their own feelings, and, you know, authentically, without me inter intervening in their feelings to allow them to actually, you know, uh, uh, take in their own feelings and, and really have this. Um, so that's been quite fascinating. And mm -hmm. also to, to be this objective observer, you know, in a way that actually um, is, uh, that I don't take it on. I'm not taking on their own feelings, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, even yeah. though in the back of my mind at different times, I might have had a little bit of judgment here and there, but sure, I realized sure. that, yeah, it's not about me, you know, to be able to, to see that it's not about me. That was also very good for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're playing more of a, a, uh, you're playing more of a character. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? So playing a character as in like, you know, you're, you're playing a part, you're not, you're not, you're not emotionally invested in what's happening. You're playing the part ah, of the, ah. of uh, a person that's connecting the dots for people. Uh -huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, like uh, and, and I don't even think um, I would even say what was happening at that time was mediation. That's not what it was. Mm -hmm. It was just literally me just, um, just trying to find out what each side, you know, is doing and, and maybe um, and me just basically just listening to it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and and perhaps there was a little bit of mediation in there going on. Maybe I wanted to bring them together, but as I heard each side, I saw that um, you know they might actually not be ready for any mediation right now. Mm -hmm. You know, they may actually just need to do their own self work first to mm -hmm. work on themselves so that they can get rid of the noise around the real issue of mm -hmm. concern that way when they come together they've let go of the noise now they can really face the issues mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i and i saw that but and, and they, they, they were not equally yoked in terms of the noise around the issues because one had a little bit more noise than the other but both of them still had enough noise around the issues yep. that um, that I realized neither one was truly ready to be able to come forward and actually meet the other. Mm. They they weren't ready yet. Yeah, and I think uh, and I think I got uh, I was more I became more grateful. For, for what we are doing here, mm, that, 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 that we are reaching out to each other constantly and making sure that we're, we're finding ways, you know, around, um, you know, uh, around how we relate to one another, you know, and, um, and to build a relationship. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that. But, but I think it's something that they, they will also be able to get to, mm -hmm. you know, but it may just take them some time. Because there's, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of pain, yeah. you know, a, a lot of pain, and um, 
anger also, you know, and um, so I, and I think this pain and anger, you know, because I think once they let go of the anger a little bit, they may they may descend now into some grief, mm. you know, mm. and the and the and the grief may actually be better than anger because the grief is when they begin to take on, you know, how this is really affecting them their relationship, mm. you know, and maybe they can handle it and 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 then at some point as they're moving along this path, they may get to a point where they can actually open up and actually begin to to do some healing work with one another. So yeah. Yeah. What's well, uh, that was yeah. Uh, that's cool yeah. that uh, you you know were able to help guide them in that way. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think I think the guiding at the beginning maybe maybe a little bit of uh, that part was that I, I was having this hope, <laughs> you know, that I would do that. But I think very quickly as I talked to each one of them separately, you know, I realized very quickly that you know oh, they, weren't, I th- they weren't together. They were not together. Oh, so I, thought, I spoke okay, to them I individually. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I think for some reason I thought you were talking to them at the same time. No, separately. If you were, if you were talking to them separately, then yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and but, but but as I spoke to them separately, I realized that they were looking at the same problem from different angles. Right. You know, and so um, they're both they're both feeling uh, at you know attack right. from one another. And so, and, and that feeling of being attacked, of being disrespected, you know, is causing the noise around, you know, that feeling is making them not uh, be able to focus on the issues, you know, because I think the issues themselves can actually be, be resolved over time. Mm-hmm. But I think the noise itself is, you know, is this vicious cycle, you know, of this unclear noise that they keep perpetrating, you know, uh, with one and with themselves actually in their own minds, you know, around the issue. And so it forces them into this very difficult, very difficult situation that they can't get out of, Hmm. you know? And so I think my, what I think my role is, is to help, to help them just, you know, how do you, what is the actual issue maybe to, to say where are we going with this? What does this mean to them? Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. are they trying to get out of it? What are you trying, trying to get out of it? You know, and what is the actual issue anyway that we're trying to resolve here? You know, because what they think is an issue may not be, may just be their own interpretation. Yeah. You know, so they may need to make some change in, in the way they're seeing this. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah so, how was your week? um it was it's been 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 okay at the last week was the bigger week we had uh we you know we've we shot a terramana commercial and it's uh just the rocks tequila it was a spec commercial which means you know you know no one asked us to do it we just started we decided to do it um and uh you know i, I think the rock is a really cool person he's uh doing a lot of stuff so we wanted to, um, we thought that that would be a good product. The Terramana tequila would be a good product to sort of showcase. And, uh, and it's a unity between uh, our production company and another production company. So we're oh. we kind of merged together, oh, wow. merged together, but we've like, we're, we're like going, uh, we're going in on projects together. Uh, like collaborations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, 
where um, this is like our first project where that collaboration is like full force. Very so, nice. um, and so we, yeah, I, so I, that was last week we did that and I still have to do the editing. I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start um, editing. Uh, oh, very nice. Just because I have like a long trip or whatever planned. So I'm, during the trip, I'm going to edit. Um, and then so um, other than that, we uh, did some just office stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, things like taxes. Right, did nice. that. Uh, so that's good. I mean, it's cutting it pretty close to the wire here, but, you know uh did that and then um uh, really what we're what i'm doing is a lot of like i had like a realization uh recently about sort of like the trajectory of like where we're going to be going content wise at least for mm -hmm. uh the business that me and armand have um and so i kind of kind of reformatted and like now i'm i'm like creating a a more robust system but like i'm starting from a lower lower point you know i was trying to like do i think i was trying to take a couple steps before i took the first step i was trying to take you know, step four or five you know and i'd like work on step one so i kind of like came back a little bit and decided to start working on that first step so nice. yeah doing a lot of studying researching and like that's excellent so yeah know it's, yeah good. yeah it's, it's not easy um especially when you have a very grand vision you know for for where you think your project should go mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to to think we can skip you know skip some steps you know yeah. but um yeah it's interesting how um how um uh you know the world works that way, you know, when the way things work, you know, like this, everything is just in steps, you know, like every success is just one step after the other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reason why they often talk about um, having very specific daily routines or habits, right? Because it's those little stupid little habits that actually get to that, uh, to that, to, to that success. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I uh, actually one of the things I did uh, this morning, uh, yesterday and this morning, is I'm, I'm like going through. Uh, I I was telling you about my like my morning formula or whatever, right? Right. So I went re, re I went back through it because there's some things in there that didn't really make that much sense to me anymore. Um, so I had to like kind of change some things around, and I added a few more like. Um, in the section called rules or whatever, I added more, just more things that like, I think will be a little bit more helpful for me. And so I'm gonna, I'm re, I'm re-recording re all that stuff. Cause I, mm -hmm. I recorded and listened to it in the morning and that like, I've been a little bit out of sync with that, that habit because it just had like recently hasn't really been, hasn't really felt like it's, it describes me as much. Mm -hmm. you know, it needs to feel, I feel like it needs to describe me uh, or at least where I'm trying to go. Right. Um, so, and I just thought of that because you, you talked, you just talked about um, habits, you know, and like in yeah. making sure that those habits are 
going. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I also think that uh, sometimes uh, the abilities that we have, you know, our capability in, in performing tasks or in, in working on projects, you know, should also include our temperament. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like whatever it is, um, you know, um, a level of happiness or sadness or, or melancholy or whatever it is that we have, you know, should be factored into those daily routines, you know, or, or a natural, or a natural state you know, natural temperament should be factored into it because, you know, there's a reason why we have particular temperament because it has to do with our survival. You know, it has to do with uh, what what is inherent in us. And I think we need to be able to use that as part of the leverage to move forward as opposed as opposed to to making it a detriment. What's you an know example what I mean? of that? Huh? What's an example of that? I'd say, for example, uh, uh, some people like... Uh, to be just uh, to have quiet moments, okay, you know something like that. That needs to be factored into whatever that routine is. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that person is has a routine where they 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 go for Zumba in the morning and then they do this running and do this, but they don't, they never include that quiet moment uh-huh. to be able to catch themselves. You know, they need to factor. We need to factor our temperament into our routines. Now it. That kind of leads me to the question of, well, then how do you find out what those temperaments are? I think, I think we already know it. Uh, we'll, we'll know, for example, when you're doing certain things or, or, um, or you're, um, you're dealing with certain issues or with people or you're with certain people that your, your temper rises or, or, or you're, you're uncomfortable um, you know, or, or you're doing some other things where you feel this, I'm happiest here. Mm-hmm. This is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like something that you do for like 10, 15 minutes in the day that literally just makes your day just become awesome. You know, whatever it is that's happening there mm-hmm. has to also do with your temperament because it fits your temperament. And then whatever your temperament is during that time, whether you're the happiest during the day, mm-hmm. is probably those are the activities that enhance your temperament. Mm, I see. You know, I, I think there has to be somewhere. I mean, I may not be, um, I may not be as clear, you know, as can be, or or have uh, the best example. But I think there's something. Uh, for example, like working every day, whatever we're doing, right? Right. If we're always coming home frustrated, mm-hmm. clearly, whatever we're doing does not fit who we are. You know, I mean, if we, mm-hmm. because if it fits who we are, even if it's even if it starts difficult, because it fits who we are, we'll be we'll be just so happy to be part of the solution for it, so that it becomes what it needs to be, that fits who I am. But mm-hmm. if I don't fit there, if I don't belong in that situation, I will always be frustrated because it'll never work. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think there was also temperament that you have to do art. There's temperament that you have to write. There's temperament that you have to, to, to be able to edit, for example. You're talking There's about temp- me, right? You no, know, anybody, just in general, you know, sure. that temperament that one people that people have to do different things, you know. 
temperament that one has to have to be a mathematician, for example, mm-hmm. you know, or, or physicist, you know, what, what does that require, yeah. you know? Uh, and I think to be able to know these different temperaments, you know, is important. And the temperament, again, would be like the personality types, you know, like um, sure. somebody who is uh, more assertive or supportive or, you know, um, more excitable person or calculating person, you know, these types of needs to be factored into all that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it basically, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, um, so a, a thing like a Myers-Briggs or, I mean, I, I, I personally have, uh, I've done a lot of like astrology and, you yeah. know, I, I believe in astrology as, as far as it will, as far as I can, um, observe it to be true for myself. Gotcha. As much as I can, I will believe in astrology. <clears throat> I don't know exactly why or how. <clears throat> and I, and um, that's a, another conversation I guess we can get into later. But uh, um, but just using those sort of personality tests to mm-hmm. sort of determine if you if if it's unclear to you what your specific uh, temperament is right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think it's possible because I know I know um, you know many uh, many psychologists have really helped um, over time, you know, uh, um, to really design, mm-hmm. you know, to come up with with ways that the types of temperament that people actually have, and mm-hmm. in fact, a lot of times even with uh, running restaurants like I do, I often in in the in the um, in the planning of the shift. For the for the staff or the manager, you know, usually help them to determine how you know what type of temperament is necessary yeah. to put in different positions. So, for example, um, you know, there, there's there's that uh, the 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 four types of temperament. For example, the dominant person, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who is this person who is a go getter? They just move on, you know, and they're really rigid in in, in their just getting it done they'll they'll forge through and move right and then you have the inspiring person who mm-hmm. is always excited you know these these are the uh, they love being around other people you okay. know yeah and then you have the supported person who mm-hmm. just really likes to just be by themselves and just help people they're very helpful and then you have the calculating person or the analytical person who is who is really good at details you know, details is important to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So like um, like the inspiring person or the excitable person is very opposite to the analytical person or the calculating person, mm. you know? So they can get it on each other's nerves very easily because the excitable person, you know, even if they make a mistake, they just kind of move on, <laughs> you know, and they're still excited, you know, like the party is going on, like nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. where the analytical person wants all the details. Now, the inspiring person wouldn't necessarily be concerned about details as much. And so that put, that will drive that analytical person crazy a little bit, mm-hmm. where the, the supporting person is kind of opposite to the dominant person, because that dominant person is almost like a hammer, and the, and the supporting person is like a nail. 
Okay. And so you can you can imagine what the relationship would be like between these two people. But but I think if if we um, interestingly we all straddle multiple of these, mm -hmm. but but in different in at different degrees. You know, yeah. so somebody who is inspiring may also be also dominant to some degree, mm -hmm. but they may just be more inspiring, or they could be inspiring and then be more helpful, you know, mm -hmm. but just be more inspiring. Yeah. Uh, or, or, so, so you can have all this mixture. So yeah. the key, the key is knowing what temperament I am. So I know, I, so, so I know what type of vocation or whatever activities or tasks would, would, would make me happy, you know, would, would keep me excited. Yeah. And then to know what other activities are needed to be done within the project and to find other people with the, with the appropriate temperament to be able to, 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 uh, to do those activities. Mm -hmm. So that then I don't have to worry about the supporting role. If there's somebody who is a supporter that can actually take those activities. And then me, if I'm an inspiring person, then I can stay in my corner for the most part, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then somebody who's dominant or calculating can then stay in their own roles as well. You know, but everybody, because in, in almost, uh, in most projects, you'd have all these different, different temperaments that's required mm -hmm. for the different tasks. So in a typical restaurant, for example, uh, you know, taking customer orders or serving customers directly, you know, a waiter job, you know, or whatever, you know, or the, or the host, you know, those duties are really good for someone who is uh, who has an in inspiring temperament so because because customers may be upset about different issues or mm -hmm. they may have different complaints this person has to be able to help that customer you know or even take care of an irate customer without taking it personally mm -hmm. and usually an inspiring person their temperament is such that even if somebody gets mad at them the next moment they're able to move on so they can actually fully help the next customer yeah but if you put somebody who is more a supporting person into that inspiring role when that customer gets upset that may destroy the self-esteem of that person who is just a supporter or a helper hmm. so often you'd find a more a somebody in this uh, with the type of temperament that just wants to support, you'd find this person either be the dishwasher, for example, or be um, the maintenance guy that just does his work and has no very little interaction with other people. They may like to do prep work, for example, or they may like to work behind the scenes, you know, of the camera, or or you know, just um, uh, they may they may even like to do maybe like stage hand, you know. Uh, uh, for, for productions and stuff like that, you yeah. know, where they just have very little interaction maybe with their direct um, boss, you know, and then they do the activity and then they move back away and they can disappear, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so, so I think the, these, are, these are also important that we need to recognize what our temperament is like so we can then make sure that we, we stay within the activities that make sense for our temperament. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this brings me to um, to what I thought maybe I can share with you a little bit. Um, as you know, uh, you know, you yourself uh, 
part Yoruba, like I am Yoruba, you know, and Yoruba, of course, uh, is one of the main tribes of Nigeria, you know, so there are three main tribes in Nigeria, the Yoruba tribe in southwest of Nigeria, and then the Igbo tribe in the southeast, and the Hausas in the northern part of Nigeria. But the Yorubas in the southwest actually, uh, because of the uh, because of uh, the British uh, demarcation, you know, mm -hmm. the French demarcation and the way they split West Africa and most of Africa. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of the, the people that were together were broken up. So the Yorubas were actually the people all along where we call Southwest of Nigeria now, but all the way, all the way through West Coast of Africa. So the Yorubas were all through there, so that when these lands were divided, the Yorubas were also divided. Mm. So, so then we have our cousins, you know, in the, the neighboring countries from Republic, Republic du Benin to Togo, to Ghana, all the way through. So you have all these Yorubas still living there. Mm. You know? So we have millions of, of all these uh, people of the same, the same tribe that have been divided up into all these different countries. I see. So you're, so, uh... West, so West Africa, the, you know, the, Euro, I mean, obviously, you know, when, before, you know, uh, the, the, before which, the colonization, yes. Right, exactly. There were no lines in the sand as to saying, right. this is where, this is this, and this is that. There was so, a little bit of that, okay. a little bit of it, but, but it was only based on the different tribes. Mm -hmm. So, so, so you had the Hausa tribe a little bit, uh, uh, you know, almost along the belt of the Sahara, mm -hmm. you know, you could see that. And then below that, you have the Yorubas, mm -hmm. and then you have the Igbos, kind of on the southeast of Nigeria now, and to a long Cameroon area there, all the way, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's what you have. So, you have, they have cousins along that end there. So, but once it got divided, they got separated out too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and so, so, but the Yoruba, the Yor of course, all these different types also have their own spirituality and their own cultural, you know, um, nuances and their traditions. Uh, there are some things similar throughout, uh, throughout Africa, actually, in some of their spirituality, you know, in, in some of the way that they actually uh, believed in, in God, and uh, also come up with uh, their, their mini deities, you know, or their prophets, you know. Mm -hmm. But in Yoruba theology and Yoruba uh, spiritual system, uh, they have, uh, it's a divination process, you know, and so they have, uh, they have an equal, they have two sides in the divination when they cast that divination, you know, and so they have 16 equal divinations, and then they take half of one and half of another, and then they have 240 additional, uh, which we call secondary divinations. You know, so you have a total of about 256. It is actually based to mathematics. It's the same base to mathematics that's actually used with uh, uh, computer programming today. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to share in terms of, uh, you know, where we're, what we're talking about, we're positively perfect trying to move people towards themselves. 
what I, what I, what I see here is um, that very first divination is called um, Eji Ogbe. Mm -hmm. Ogbe means to carry and Eji means to. In other words, we're supposed to look at both sides. That's what it means. It's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance in that. But ultimately, what he's actually talking about is that the first thing and the most important thing that we have as human beings is the conscious mind. And so for Yorubas, the very first thing that we are supposed to do is to move towards the authentic self, you know, to who we really are. So the goal of the village or, or, the, or the family is to help each individual really narrow down to who they are, you know, because unless we know who we are completely, we do not really know what we want. Once I know who I am, I'll know what I want. It'll be clearer to me because if I'm not who I'm supposed to be, if I'm not who I really am, whatever I'm chasing is likely a projection of what I think the person that I think I am is supposed to have. It's not really what I'm really supposed to have because you see what I mean? Uh, yeah, I can, I can see what you mean. Yeah. And so, and so, and so, so the concept of this self and Yoruba, Yoruba uh, a spiritual system really talks about if we don't move towards this true self, that is where suffering comes in. That often when we are suffering, if we look back, we can trace it back. Clearly, we can trace it back maybe to not doing some certain things, you know, with a certain project so that we can get a certain result. But, but ultimately, Yoruba tradition says that when we, when we are suffering, it is more likely that it's because whatever we are doing in life is not rooted in our true self. That's why we suffer. Mm. That if we, if we really truly find who we are, we know who we are, and we accept who we are, all that we do would actually bring and yield joy and happiness for us. Mm. But anytime we stop having happiness and we, and we become sad and we have no joy, we should go back and then recheck again that whatever we're doing may be misaligned with who we truly are. Mm -hmm. And you, you find that often, right? If we, if we get a job or we get, some, we get a project and we're not happy there. It just means that whatever we're doing is not in alignment with who we are. Mm -hmm. And then we suffer. So, so yeah. there's some correlation to suffering and not being our authentic self. Mm -hmm. So that the more we move closer to ourselves, as we are hoping that we do with positive and perfect, the more we move closer to ourselves, the, the happier we'll become. So there's some relation between the happiness that we are seeking and our true self. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, and no, I, I, I was actually thinking about that same, a similar concept of a, a person not 
being or following the idea that was uh, that you know your society is, uh, and this actually was around the idea of freedom, which uh, I think is going to be a topic for another episode. But um, you know, it was around the idea that like you know, it, are you uh, as, is a person truly free? Or do they truly have the agency if they're following a preset or a predetermined um, uh, goal system? <laughs> so, like, you know, if, if you're if you're following the goal system of your society, then are you living the? Are you truly number one? Are you truly free? Um, uh, and then also, are you living the life that you wanted to live? Um, if you're subscribed to that sort of idea, you right. know, as opposed to subscribe to something else. Right. So, I mean, you know, it depends on what you're subscribed to in that, in that scenario, you know, whether it is good or bad or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's also interesting because I think a lot of times um, there are, um, the the society often especially modern society modern society is built around certain temperaments so if you have a certain temperament you'll succeed but if you don't have that temperament Mm. or your temperament is uh, is not quite as robust in this particular temperament you know what as robust you may not succeed as much. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I, I actually was thinking about something similar in that way, but I was thinking about how like, you know, there are sometimes, um, you know, groups f- for, you know, people who are, you know, looking to better themselves in some way, like, let's say, uh, Toastmasters or something like that, I don't know, right. or, or yeah. something else, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, like, let's say you're trying to get better with women or something, you know, I don't know, well, whatever, right? right. Uh, and the people who sort of rise up in the ranks of these, you know, of, of Toastmasters, like, they get really good, and then they start, you know, their coaches and all that stuff. I was thinking at the end of the day, like, is there, is there a distinguishing factor between the people who end up being the coach mm-hmm. versus a person who just starts out, you know, like, is there, is there, cause you know, like when you look at all of them, do they all have something similar between them that sort of yeah. Uh, yeah. gets them to be yeah. at that level, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's interesting too, because, you know, you hear that phrase, um, uh, we're looking for the diamond in the rough, whatever that means, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and what diamond in the rough essentially means is that, and, and this applies almost in any situation, any work, any business, whatever it is, right? It applies in all these areas. And what it means is that it doesn't matter what it is that we're trying to do, whatever the project is. If you put a whole bunch of folks in there, only very few will succeed in it mm-hmm. because only those few that the temperament actually matches that type of vocation. 
will succeed. Mm -hmm. But you can't do it without having a lot of people in it. So in other words, we're hiring or bringing people on board who do not necessarily have the proper temperament for the project that we actually, they actually have. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing is that we need to be able to recognize what that temperament is that's needed for that project. So that when we hire people into it, they have the proper temperament for it. <clears throat> because the actual learning of the work itself or the job or the project is easier than trying to get the proper temperament for that position. Because the temperament is inborn. That's who that person is. They can't change that. Right. But if we put somebody who has an opposing temperament to a particular project, even if they're so smart, they will eventually fail. Mm -hmm. If they don't fail, you know, in terms of the result they actually yield, they fail in life for themselves because they've now become somebody else entirely. Mm -hmm. They're not themselves yeah. and they're completely unhappy and sad, <laughs> you know? So I think, I think there's something to that. Yeah. And, and, and I think having, having the, um, having the understanding, you know, I often think, wouldn't that be so nice if we just say, you know what, if, Let's have everybody determine what their temperament is. You know, we, they answer all these questions. Mm -hmm. We figure out what the temperament is, you know, mm -hmm. and then say, okay, this particular job requires a temperament so that all the people that actually have that temperament then apply for that. Mm -hmm. And then whoever scores the highest with the proper temperament would for sure succeed in that particular project. Because, because first of all, they, they, would have the, they would have the knowledge of it and then they have the proper temperament for that project. They'll be happy there. Wait, so can you go back a little bit? I think I missed something. Uh, so, so, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, so I was saying that, Tim, you know, that, like, like the, um, the, the temperament that everybody should come up, should be able to determine what their temperament is. Okay. Each person. At least they're Terminous, dominant. They're, they're choose, dominant. Choose they're, they're or pull it out. Of no, no. To to determine what their their personality type is. Okay, got it. So not choose, not not. No, no, not not choose, but to determine what it is. Got it for themselves, and then and then any any job or project or work that 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 people are needed to do mm -hmm. should also specify the type of temperament that's best for that work. Yeah. And then everybody, you know, anybody that actually has that particular temperament for that work mm -hmm. and also has experience in that work and can also go through that interview process, you know, mm -hmm. and, and whatever testing that they actually offer mm -hmm. and then fly, you know, you know, really pass well to be able to get that job or project. Mm -hmm. that person would really succeed in it. Yeah, totally. Because they'll totally fit. But yeah. I think what we've done is that we are not doing the right thing. We are not helping determine what people really are. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I really think there's something about like this Yoruba concept mm -hmm. of determining who the person is first. Yeah. That we should determine who we are 
so that then whatever we do will be in proper alignment. And then we'll be happy in our life. Because remember, happiness is not about money, right? Truly, happiness is, is being aligned properly with whatever we're doing. Mm -hmm. it, because if we're happy there, even if you make no money, you know, you, you, and you, you, you're more likely to live longer when you're happy and you have joy. Yeah, totally. You know? So do you think this is something that, you know, uh, that should fall on the responsibility of like schools or something? I think so. I think it should fall on the responsibility of schools. It should fall on the responsibility of, uh, of spiritual leaders, you know, uh, religious organizations, um, you know, um, families, you know, um, I think we really all should be talking about this mm -hmm. because often we push kids into vocations that they do not want. We say, oh, you're going to be a lawyer. <laughs> oh, you're going to be, you're going to be an engineer. You go, yeah. how do you know that? <laughs> you know, you know, because, and we push, we push people into areas that we would like to go into, mm. but we failed at. Mm. We, we, we didn't get in. We right. were not good enough for it, for example, you know? So you're trying to live yeah. vicariously through someone else. That's right. We're trying to live vicariously through somebody else. And it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I really think we should be helping one another to identify who we are as individuals. Not that I should help you identify who I am. No, you know, I should help you identify who you are and you help me identify who I am. Yeah. You see what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, you should, uh, I think you should, we're in, we're at uh, 623. Ah, okay. um, if you want to start going into that, the, the, what you, what you were talking about in terms of uh, like, um, in terms of, uh, like, um, uh, you're about the, the actual, what, like the turn. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so that first divination, and of course the divination, of course it's, is just merely um, the idea of divination is, is to connect with the divine power or to connect with God concept, you know, to be able to get an in information. And usually the people that actually do the divination would be the priests, you know, the high priest uh, in the temple, in the Yoruba, Yoruba traditional temple. Mm -hmm. And that person is gonna be the one to do this. And when they do this, the idea is that they're getting this message from God. Hmm. And the message is, is about answering a question. So the question is, am I going to be successful in this or that? You know, what's my life going to be like? And then they cast this divination. And the divination then has some configuration that comes out. Right. And then this priest would, of course, know all the different divinations, all 256. Mm -hmm. And then whatever comes out, they're able to actually uh, give you a reading on that. And yeah. tell and give you an idea, an insight to your question. Yeah, yeah. And so, so for me, that very first one, Ajiobe, is really about the individual. It really talks about that individual. You must find yourself, and it's after you really truly find yourself that you know what your true destiny and purpose in this in your life is, because. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You were going to say something. I was, I was just kind of going to go back a little, just a little bit um, yeah. to sort of understand what the divinate. So the, the, what you're explaining right now, the Eji Yeah. Uh, I'm saying it wrong. I'm sure of it. No, no, but it's, it's good. 
Yeah, uh, but uh, so that is enough. The first divination in because I think so, uh, like maybe you have to explain a little bit because uh, I think I understand what it is, but just to get a, some more clarification on how it works in terms of the divination aspect of it and what happens. Right. Yes. And so, so first of all, the divination, uh, you got, um, and the reason why uh, it's reflexive, you know, that, is that the divination, you have two sides of it. Anytime it's cast, you have two sides. Mm -hmm. And on, on one side, you have a maximum of four, four markings, you know, yep. so, so, so you have a, you have two, 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 mm -hmm. or you can have one, 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 one. So you have a minimum of four and a maximum of eight on one side and same on the, on the other side, minimum yeah. of four, maximum of eight. Yeah. And then when you have, when you have four on one side and four on the other side, you have a reflexive, you know, a, an equal, a mirror. Got it, so yeah. that's a mirror because it's the exact same. Yeah. When you have eight and you have eight, you have exact. Now, when you have four and you have four, that is a way. That's the very first one. When you have four markings and four markings on, on either side. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a mirror image that's an AGO way. And yeah. that represents enlightenment. Mm, okay. Uh -huh. So it's almost like you, and then, and then when you have eight on one side and eight on the other side, that is Oyeku. Okay. Uh, and Oyeku, Oyeku Meiji, Oyeku means contraction. Mm -hmm. So it's light and dark. So okay. it's like yin and yang. So That's exactly uh, just, what it is. just to, I'm, I'm going to back up just a little bit more so I can get a little bit more clarification on. Uh, so it's a divination. And when you say cast, it kind of reminds me of like somebody rolling dice. Right, and, exactly. And then they're reading or like somebody uh, placing out a bunch of tarot cards and then, uh, and then pulling uh, flipping them over and revealing the story behind the, the cards so exactly. what does it look like for you know a high priest to have done this yes so so in yoruba land they would they usually would have what you call them um, okma odu uh, odu means mystery and so the actual uh, yoruba spiritual system is called odu ifa mm -hmm. ifa means divination Odu means mystery. Mm -hmm. So Odu is mystery divination. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you, and what they used to cast this divination, when they cast this, is usually uh, the palm knot or a, a, a cowrie shell. Okay. And so when they use the cowrie shell, they, they, would, uh, they would break the back of the cowrie shell, you know, and then it's hanging sometimes on strings. You know, but it's hanging in such a way that it's hanging, it's hanging freely, so that when you hold it, it will spin by itself, and then it'll stop. So that they'll shake it and then pull it up, and then they, they throw it down. But while while it's been thrown down, it's spinning. So when it lands, the 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 um, the uh, probability that it'll it'll face up or face down is equal. Okay. And so, but, but all, all the, so, so you have, an, you have four, you have four carry shells on one side of the string and four on the other side. So mm -hmm. when it flips a particular way, you give it two marks. When it flips the other direction, you give it one mark. So that's how you get the one and the two. 
Oh, I see. Got it. So that even though you you only have four uh, four you know uh, uh, shells down this direction on either mm -hmm. side, but they still they can do either one or two markings. So right. once you cast it, then you take this this um, divination board with uh, like a uh, like a sand dust of some sort, mm -hmm. and then you can do the marking on top of it. Okay. Yeah. And so, so that's the way they do the, the, the divination. Now, the divination board itself is usually made with dark wood and it's usually circular, mm. right? The idea that it's supposed to be the window to outside of this world or this universe to connect with God. Mm. Okay. Which is an interesting concept because I have a feeling that there's been so much more knowledge also in the past about different ways of people thinking about, you know, where we are and where God is, mm. you know. And so I think the idea is that there's a window where we speak to God through which we can get message from God. Yeah. You know, so anyway, that's, cool. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, we're at uh, 6.30 already, so. Okay. Um, well, uh, I guess we can just go back into the like little closing aspect of it. Absolutely. Um, so I don't think that there's, I don't know if there's anybody, yeah, there's no comments on, uh, on the thing. Um, uh, so uh, do you have any uh, sort of final thoughts? Yeah. I guess uh, I think um what I'm really, what I'm grateful about actually is that almost everything that's happening to me in the last few weeks is really um, prompting me to also take a closer look at myself, mm. to look inside and say, how do I get towards the happiness that is in proper alignment with who I really am? Mm. You know, how do I get to that self? And I'm really, I'm, I'm happy that I'm actually making that, you know, moving towards that journey. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, there is, it, we didn't, we didn't quite get to it. Um, uh, for this conversation, we'll probably do another, you know, catch up and we'll kind of probably, uh, go further into it or whatever but the having uh like the idea of subscribing for at least me like the idea of, of subscribing to a sort of set of rules a set of guidelines that you uh don't necessarily uh that you never really had anything to do with in terms of like coming up with what these things are is I think what a lot of people live their lives by and, and it works for a lot of people, you know, right. um, I would say it works for the majority of people. Um, but I think that sometimes uh, it doesn't. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I think, and to be honest, I think a lot of it, it, it works enough for a lot of people. That's what it right. is. It works enough for them. Um, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, it, do, it doesn't always, it probably does, isn't the best uh, thing for an individual to follow something that is so um, broad. Um, yeah. And, so, and not, and not specific to who they are. Right. Exactly. Right. So, I agree. Um, 
I agree. Yeah, I think that, you know, uh, having those, having, you know, uh, an understanding of who a person, who you are as a person, and then, you know, being able to navigate through your world uh, uh, with that understanding of who you are uh, and, and then making decisions based on that, you know, if, if you're choosing, hey, you know what, I, I really actually do love, I love numbers, I love dealing with people, I love help fixing problems, you know, being a lawyer feels right to me, you know, I right. enjoy it. I mean, I don't enjoy it, but I mean, I'm sure somebody will and does enjoy it, you know. That's right. That's right. Um, and I think I'm sure if somebody does not enjoy some of the things that I enjoy. Um, right. So, right. you know, I think finding out exactly yeah. where where that is and and, and how you can uh, put yourself in those it's interesting because you know and i think um, we're probably going to wrap up uh, any moment you probably want to maybe have some uh, do you have any um anything you're grateful about oh yeah that's right um i'm grateful about uh you know in terms of uh this conversation and where we've uh gone with the show i think um you know we did we you know I'm grateful that we're able to still have a, a good, meaningful conversation, even though we didn't have the time to, you know, study a topic and, and really go into, you know, uh, a, a very specific topic. Um, I'm grateful that we're still able to kind of have a, have something, something meaningful come out of, of our interactions, you know, so. That's great. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into our show. We really appreciate you hanging out with us. No, I don't know if you know this or not. What's that? We do a live show every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Really? And if they want to get in on that action, maybe ask a question or something, mm -hmm. they should make it onto our website at uh, positivelyperfect.com yeah. for more information. Okay. You know what else they can do on the website? What else? They can watch the videos of our shows. Oh, that's good. That's right. If they wanted to put a face to the voice, we'll make it really easy for them, you know? And if they want to follow us on socials, we've got them as well. Oh, we've got yeah. Facebook and oh, Instagram yeah. at mm -hmm. Positively Perfect. Don't forget about Twitter at the Positively. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, I think that might be it for our socials. Anyways, thank you guys so much. See you next time. Bye.